We've qualified for the World Cup. Go and compete. Amazing. Everyone had a enjoyed the football as much as I. No. Um, well, actually, no. Maybe I did enjoy it as much as you did. Uh, yeah, you kind of did. I probably enjoyed it more. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, yeah. sorry to tell you, lads. I've decided I'm going to stop watching football now. So I'll just be on the podcast to talk about cooking and Great. UFOs. But was, so, uh, but was that it was losing to Brentford really the straw that broke the camel's back? I mean, <laughs> that's some fucking log. straw. <laughs> <Yeah>. The log. <laughs> it was the Empire State Building that broke the camel's back. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fine. We'll just I'm explain joking. to you in detail <laughs> how you how Arsenal lose every week from now on. No, I mean. What was the lowest point, I think, since I've started watching football that made me really reconsider things? Hmm. I think the League Cup to lost to Birmingham in 2011 was fucking brutal. That was a really, yeah. really, really bad one. I felt depressed for, like, I felt proper depressed for weeks after it. Just yeah. fucked. Oh, it was brutal. Was that the Koscielny thing? It was, yeah. yeah. And that was, like, when Arsenal were still on a trophy drought for what seven years or something there was this big this young team jack wiltshire all these fellas and it was like this is a turning point possibly if these young players can win a win a trophy after all this time maybe there's a positive outlook for the team and it all fell apart and it was fucking brutal yeah uh don't re- actually want to revisit that anymore so let's move on <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay maybe we circle maybe we circle back first because you know i think we we had a, a talking point amongst ourselves earlier about garlic pasta and, and pasta in general i think you know you hear a lot about people saying you know uh, what kind of food they'd have mm-hmm. you know if it was the only food left in the world and they'd be happy with it i actually think pasta now i love i love a good curry and i love mexican but yeah yeah the italians have pasta. it all figured out they do. They have all the euros and they have all the pasta. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just too many different options of pasta. It's nearly unfair. It's like saying potato. You know, <laughs> potato, like everything is made of potato. Jesus. Isn't vodka even made potato? So you'd have like mash, French fries, or whatever you want to call them in your country, uh, <laughs> like roasties, fries. like dauphinois. And plus, you've had vodka. You'd have those uh, tater tots. I don't know what you, we call them. Yeah. 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 And fucking, yeah. I mean, it's unfair. So it's kind of the same with pasta. You can't say I'd have pasta and then expect that to include lasagna because that's, that's you know. I heard that um, when potatoes were first brought to Europe, um, which you nearly forget sometimes, potatoes and like tomatoes aren't potatoes and tomatoes are not uh, native to Europe because you just think of them as like the standard food of like Italy and Ireland or whatever but like when potatoes were first brought to Europe people didn't want them they didn't want to try them that much but um, some fella in France had the idea that he would um, put a big fence up around his potato plants and he'd have like scary looking guards and barbed wire to make it look more desirable like to make it look exclusive and desirable and that 
he also told the guards, if anyone tries to bribe you, let them. Just let them <laughs> take the potatoes. So they became popular that way. And eventually he made a lot more money selling potatoes than he ever would have if he had just not, you know, done this whole fucking scheme. But <laughs> like, it's amazing That's people had to be convinced. They had to be tricked into liking potatoes. Yeah. Yeah, but I suppose on the, on the offset, they're not exactly appealing, are they? They go muddy clumps. They're just clumps of white in the ground. Like, yeah, mushy. And they, they often have loads of fucking slugs in them and stuff. Yeah. I guess you guys, you never grew your own potatoes, but it's a fucking... Dave knows if Dave's listening. Like, it's tricky, tricky business. It's a tricky business. I'm actually watching... Jeremy Clarkson's uh, thing on Amazon. Have any of you seen that? Uh, no, not not not, not Top Gear. The one he he bought a he bought a farm, and it's like a documentary of him like starting the farm, and yeah, the 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 potatoes he grew a ton, and then it was the pandemic, but you can keep them for like ages, a really really long oh, time. Oh yeah, we have potatoes in the keep. garage for like a year, <laughs> and. They end up like uh, yeah. you just have to keep them like covered in the dark and away from moisture. But um, eventually they do start like sprouting um, little white kind of tendrils or whatever, which you're not really supposed to eat them once they do that. But <laughs> we always have. We just cut them off. That's it. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, I buy potatoes in the supermarket and they grow them like five days later. So yeah, I'm not going to fucking throw them out. Tell mm. everyone about the... Uh... The potato in college, Adrian. Um, With the sprouts. I actually don't really know what you're referring to, but it's probably just that I had a potato that grew sprouts probably like the size of my arm or something, did it? Yeah, yeah. Do you not remember that? No, You were very proud of it at the time. I've probably done it like hundreds of times in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you just dreamed this. (laughs) No, no. I mean, yeah, like I lived in some shit houses, so like... If, if a potato started growing something, we didn't throw it out. It just became part of part of the fixtures, you know. Mm. <laughs> part of the fixtures. <laughs> he named it, etc., etc. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Spuds, very versatile, but I do think pasta. Um, just, I do too. But you'd have, uh, I suppose, with climate change happening and global warming. It's not not as big a problem because we could grow like lemons and tomatoes, which are I know. For pasta, I know. So. I, we've been growing tomato. I keep saying tomatoes, fucking tomatoes. Like I'm like an American, <laughs> tomatoes. But uh, <laughs> we've been growing tomatoes in our garden now, and like they actually ripen and they look like proper tomatoes and stuff for the first time like ever. Uh, and yeah. they're unreal. Oh my god, garden tomato. I I I kept saying it. Garden tomatoes. <laughs> Fuck tomatoes. it. Tomatoes. I'm gonna stop saying that word from now on because I just keep That's getting okay. mixed up. Those red things um, <laughs> from a garden are just next level. Yeah. I've yeah. that, yeah. Big difference in taste. Oh, and <laughs> do you know um, what's the name of it? The salad. It's called salad, but it's slices of mozzarella and those red things uh, and like a little leaf of basil and a little olive oil. What's the name of that salad? It's like Caprice or Calabrese or something. Uh, I think Caprice salad, I think, yeah. Like, what a fucking bullshit salad. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, you tell people, yeah, I'll have a salad. It's a fucking platter full of fucking cheese and oil. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like one one little dainty leaf of basil on it just to have a bit of green. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine it. it. Like, I've never had it, but I, I want to try it. But it just looks fucking disgusting to me to have like a full plate of cheese. Like, mmm. Delicious. And like just normal, just a ball of mozzarella isn't good. Like mozzarella is good when it's melted, but a ball of a mozzarella ball of sliced like, up yeah. is rotten. And it's usually, it's, I find it's like watery nearly. Like I don't get a huge amount of taste off mozzarella. Maybe I'm buying shit mozzarella, but you know. Mm. Yeah, I kind of know what I you mean though. Wouldn't want to yeah, eat a ball it, of it. No, it does depend. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm just dumb. Actually, I definitely am. But when you see how they make it, you know, when the original cheese curd is not, you know, <laughs> so stupid now I'm saying it back. It's not naturally circle. They make it circle. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a catastrophe. I know. I, this, abomination. I trying, to go, trying to go through my head, like, how do I explain what I mean? And it just got dumber every time I said it. So, yeah. Did you, you think- heard that? <laughs> Buffalo just like pooped out round mozzarella or something. <laughs> it's like no, you no. the shell off an egg. <laughs> just little baby buffaloes in the middle of the balls of mozzarella. <laughs> yeah, it's just unfertilized. My mom told me. That would be cool though. That could. would be class, yeah. Have yeah. you guys ever had cottage cheese? Yes, I like it. I've never it's had it. It looks weird. fucking disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit like natural yogurt. The two of them together are—they're not uh, normal for the palate, let's say. Yeah, I, it would take me. Well, it, people say, "Oh, you have to, you know, get used to it. You don't instantly like these things. Your palate will mature." But like, I'm nearly thirty, and I've never had it in my life, so I don't know how much interest I have in eating a load of cottage cheese now just to get used to it. So that I can appreciate a bowl of it. I'm like, the ship has sailed on cottage cheese for me, I think. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I'll just, I'll I just think have it's fucking mayonnaise or whatever the fuck. Whatever you have. I don't even know what you use cottage cheese for. Is it like a spread? It is. It can be. It's it's mostly like a substitute too, though. Like you could use it for like salad instead. Of, like you could just use it instead of mayo, really. Mm, it's I'm very high in protein. Salad. I like a free salad chip. Yeah. It's very high in protein, so that's that's one benefit. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, it's a forgettable cheese to me. I think because I actually bought some kind of for what you were saying. I was like, I don't know if I like this, so I bought some. Didn't really taste like much, and then I looked up how to eat it, and a recommended dish was just chop up some apple slices and put some cottage cheese on it. Fucking hell, it. that's grim it's enough. Just, that's shit like, I mean. If anyone offered me that at like a dinner party or at Halloween, you know, you just. <laughs> you no, thank fucking, you. Yeah, that's disgusting to me sounding. Yeah. So the podcast disapproves of cottage cheese. <laughs> it's no feta. It's taken us 70 odd podcasts, but we've we finally got cottage cheese in. Yeah. Are we that? <laughs> We that stuck for topics. It's the first we first weekend in the Premier League. Not tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, tonight. first weekend back. <laughs> I opt we go chronologically through through these games. The games we want to talk about. That is. Yeah, because I had I had the idea of doing the good, bad, and the ugly, 
because uh, there's been a lot of good, a lot of bad, and um, Watford are back in the league, so I guess that's ugly. But yeah, do we want to go t- game by game, or do we want to speak about our own teams? I don't, I don't well, mind. Game started with Arsenal away to Brentford. Arsenal always well, open the fucking Premier League away at some shit team, and <laughs> it's like if they lose. They're just laughing sock for like they're like ah Arsenal have fucked up the season again. Most of the time they they don't lose, but like <laughs> the people don't remember those times. They're just like Arsenal fucked up. They did fuck up here too, by the way. This was fucking appalling. Even though I wasn't able to watch most of it, but Jesus Christ, Arteta, it's one game into the season and you're already questioning his future because like what was the story with the transfer window? Ben White, fifty million. Two lads, Lokanga. I can't even. I don't can't remember their name. Taveras and Lokanga or Lokongo or something. Jesus Christ! Spent way too much money on these guys anyway, and spent half the summer trying to sell Jaka. Couldn't sell him. Trying to sell Lacazette. Couldn't sell him. Going into the season now with Callum Chambers starting at right back, who wasn't good enough to play for us fucking five years ago before he was washed up and now he's washed up and he's apparently starting right back quality how this happened I have no idea they're looking for a new keeper Aaron Ramsdale for fucking 30 million Aaron Ramsdale is a shocking keeper it's like a fucking diabolical keeper and they were about to pay 30 million for him when they have Leno sitting there what's what's going on there's only a few days left in the transfer window It's it still feels like it's fucking June or something they're prancing around like Oh well, maybe we'll get a keeper. I don't think it's a priority. Or we might look for a striker. We might not. We might just, you know, see how we get on with what we have. It's a f- the team is in a fucking state. And Arteta, you know, I've never been totally convinced of Arteta anyway. But Jesus, what is he trying to do? What like where's the tactics? Where's anything? I I, I see no progress here since he took over. At all, I see zero mm. progress, and you can talk about give him a chance. He's been well, given a chance. He's been given his chance, and I don't know what he's doing with it because I don't see any. Yeah. Like, interestingly, Arsenal were like the third best informed team coming to the end of last season, and you thought they were going to carry it over. No, I mean but... that was such a bullshit, like papering over the cracks because Arsenal had nothing to play for at the end of the season at all. They were out of all these competitions. And they were playing teams who had nothing to play for. And Pepe decided to show up and was like, I'll just score a load of goals here and put my numbers up. And people will be like, wow, he got double figure goal and assist last season. It's his time to shine. It's like, it's not really. Pepe, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what he's doing half the time. I still can't get over. He cost 70 million, but he did. Ben White cost 50 million. I don't know which is worse. We'll see. We'll see how Ben White gets on. Maybe he'll score a few goals at the end of the season when we when we're in <laughs> fucking ninth, and people will think, "What a great signing Ben White is." Next season will be time to kick on for him. Um, yeah, I'm not. I have no confidence in these transfers. Well, yeah, I think. Would, yeah, yeah. It's it's wow. unfortunate too. I mean, that was yeah, that was a lot, Flynn, and I, I feel like you have been saving that, so we appreciate that. Um, well, it was just, unfortunate that yeah. coming into the game without Aubameyang, who's always in, injured or sick, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's another Lacazette. thing. Fucking Aubameyang and Lacazette. Lacazette, who we were trying to sell, and Aubameyang, who is questionable attitude and performances for the past year and a bit. 
Um, mm. I mean, who are they going to sign to replace him? They've been trying to sell in Kefia. They've been trying to sell half the team. No one wants the dead wood. Um, Xhaka, a deal broke down with Roma over a few million. I'm like, Jesus, do we? Do you really want to hold on to Xhaka that badly over the sake of like a couple of million? I mean, we've been trying to sell him for years too. No one wants any of these players. Um, don't know what they're going to do about it. There's a few days left. <laughs> I don't have a lot of hope. Yeah, not great. Hadley, what were your thoughts on the on the game? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it was summed up pretty well by um, the the analysis that I think Sky Sports did, uh, Carragher, when, when they just looked at your man Tony, um, just beating Wyatt. Uh, Wyatt? <laughs> beating Wyatt every time for the header. Like, it's like, did Arteta not think any of this through? Like, yeah. Any of us could have done that. Any of us could have been like, do not put a little defender against a big striker. Mm-hmm. Like, St. Lukaku next week. Because who, who was playing next to White? I don't even remember. Mary. Pablo Mary. Yeah. Um, and is David Luiz gone? He is. He is, yeah. So who's your other defender? Um, Gabriel, but he's injured. Yeah. Oh, he's injured again. Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it, I would kind of think, look, it's not it's not the strongest 11. You were away. I mean, I even said it to Kieran before the game, like when, when Lacazette and Aubameyang were out, I was like, Brentford will be up for this. So yeah. it is a bit of a freak result. I do understand why it happened. Maybe in, you know, in another three or four games. By the international break, you'd hope that Arsenal have pulled it back. But you have a really shitty run of games as well. Shit run of games. Yeah. So... I was thinking. Um, I mean, Arteta probably won't last a season. Um, I don't. I don't think he will. To be honest, I don't. But then what? That's the thing. Exactly. But at the same time, Jesus, could anyone do any worse? Well, <laughs> w- is there any talk? I'm surprised I haven't heard anything. But is there any little talk of getting uh, himself back? The guy. Finger. Yeah. No. No, you can't. You no. couldn't do that. You couldn't do that now. No, that, that's, <laughs> I think that's finished. No, <laughs> no I think it's no. the only way to go. And then, where else do you go? And then do what? Like in a year's time when he's retired, and sure, that's if he even wanted to come back, which I doubt. But like, what's he gonna do with this team? Steady the ship. And, that's all he needs to. But do. But then you Steady need to re- you need to replace him then when he's of gone course. in a year. But that's what Liverpool did with Dagley. She came in, he steadied the ship, and then they. Handed it off to Rodgers. Was, there was no, there was no big quiff. There was no anything. He did his job for a couple of years. Even that, won a cup actually. Daglish was brought back twenty odd years after he had left. It, there was no, <laughs> there was no question marks over the direction know, but, of the club. But Daglish will be or uh, Wenger will be dead in twenty years. So like, if you're gonna get him back at all, well, it's, let's it's not now. write him off that early. Like, I mean, well, Jesus, what is he in his seventies? <laughs> He's up there, yeah. Anyway, I just don't know where you go otherwise. I, I genuinely, I don't know where you turn to. What's I mean, Antonio what, Conte? Up to? Hang on, let me look up Antonio Conte right now. <laughs> <laughs> Get his phone. But see, I know you. I know you. I know you against Antonio. It. <laughs> it's the podcast. <laughs> yeah, fancy. Oh yeah, he's unemployed. Fucking hell, Jesus. Fucking he's on a. the pop scheme. There we are. Fairness now, like. Antonio yeah. Conte is probably the best manager in the world. You, when you see what he does with teams, 
Well, it's a talk. Uh, yeah, uh, fair enough. I mean, I, I don't think he plays the Arsenal way, but look, neither you know, does Arteta. So that argument went out the fucking window a while ago. I'm not even sure what the Arteta way is. I don't know either. <laughs> there are well, some. There are some bright spots in the team. It's not all negative because there are a core of good young players there, like Saka, Smith Rowe. Tierney, uh, maybe Odegaard if he signs, maybe Odegaard. Um, Gabriel is decent. So we'll see. There's a still some good young players there. So it's not the end of the world. The club isn't going to implode like Barcelona, although you never know. If it could happen to Barca, it could happen to anyone. But one 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 thing I did mean to say before we finish or move away from Arsenal um was Leno. I thought was he was given a lot of stick for the second goal. I actually thought he was even worse for the first goal. Leno, I think he wants to leave. And that's why they've been looking for Aaron yeah. Ramsdale for some reason. I don't know what this is about. Especially after selling fucking Martinez last season. Because they were like, we're going to back Leno. We're going to back Leno. Yeah. And like less than a year later, he's like, I'm off. Thanks. Yeah. Well, okay. he was shocking. I don't know where he thinks he's going with that kind of performance. Where would he even go to? Yeah, I mean, fuck He it. just wants to go back to Germany. And Odegaard, is he technically at Real Madrid right now? He is, yeah. They didn't register him in the squad, though. And, no. you know, people go mad about Odegaard, too. I didn't think he was amazing when he was on loan at Arsenal. He had a couple nah. good games, but, like, people talk about him like he's going to solve all the problems. And I'm like, he's a, he had a good two, two or three really good games, but... A number 10. Didn't we just spend fucking three or four years trying to get rid of Mesut Ozil, the best number 10 in the world? And now we're like, how are we going to fix this team? We'll spend 50 million on a number 10, a position that doesn't even function in modern football. But, okay. And, is it, and, and Party is he still... Oh, he's, he's injured. Yeah, That's I mean, if, if he had all those injured players, like... I know there's the core of the team wasn't really there, but still, uh, still lost the for tuning. Yeah, I think the big thing for me was just the the kind of the attitude and the, the setup is that it would have been known for a while uh, to Arteta and to the Arsenal team what kind of eleven or what kind of fifteen they could bring into or have however many subs they can bring into the the game on Friday night. Mm-hmm. So like to you knew party was going to be out. You knew you weren't going to have. Gabriel, so that was going to be a big loss to kind of the, the, the middle of the park. Yeah, Brentford are Brentford nothing to lose. They have a it's a bit, a bit like a Sheffield United job. They can just go into every game, and if they lose the next 37, their fans will be like, Grant, it's been 74 years since we've been in the top flight. We're fine with it. I just think it was very naive of Arteta to, to write write them off or not really show up. And I think it speaks volumes for a lot of the a lot of the Arsenal squad where they they can't rise to the occasion ever. I think that's genuinely the thing that kind of annoys me about Arsenal is that they've got the ability. You know, they say you know you know you shouldn't you shouldn't miss out or you shouldn't lose for for one of um for lack of effort, it's for lack of ability. It's like the other way around for Arsenal. They've got the ability, they just don't have the effort, it feels. What's really frustrating to me as well is that we're a few years removed from Wenger and the team is still so frail looking that was that was a big problem under Wenger in the later years that he spent all his time bringing up young 
like kind of featherweight players who would just get bullied around and he was trying to play nice football and they would just get smashed by Stoke and lads and get bullied around the field and like get their ankles shattered all the time. And like, I kind of get that was Wenger's way of doing things. Fine. He wanted to play that kind of football in his later years. But then he's gone a few years and the team is still so lightweight, so easily beaten. And I'm like, could you not just... Is there, it's even Parity, who is like a physical specimen, is injured all the time. He somehow never got injured at Atletico Madrid, shows up to Arsenal. He's on a fucking injury block, fucking five days out of 10. Like, I mean, it's, it drives me mental that the team still gets bullied around by fucking relegation candidates, but not much you can do. Yeah. On the flip side, though, I thought Brentford looked pretty handy. Like they had the occasion behind them. They definitely had the, you know, the the wind in their sails from promotion. But you know, that they might not be the whipping boys that some predict. Ivan Tony didn't really live up to any expectation <laughs> of the hype that we saw, but then again, mm. plenty of games to go. But yeah, they might do they might feature. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I didn't think Brentford were going to be whipping boys before the season started. I mean, Norwich. Norwich were definitely going to be whipping boys. <laughs> like, come on. And they, they had to play Liverpool, their favourite team, yeah. first thing. I don't know. I thought they put up a, a good show. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a great start. Do you know, I actually was... I, I feel I feel differently about Norwich. I think they actually weren't that bad. I think Liverpool were very good, which might be a nice little segue to a, a team that you might support. Adrian. <laughs> Yeah. Delia Smith. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Call. Um Yeah. Uh what's your question? <laughs> Just talk about Liverpool, eh, Adrian? Go on. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Liverpool, very good. Uh considering it wasn't at all first choice team, Robertson is out, but Simicus was pretty good. The midfield isn't won't I hope won't be the starting midfield going forward, but um Salah and Mane both look really good after a good long preseason. Jota is doing Jota things, and Firmino is there to pip his place because he's he's the favoured boy. Uh, of course, Van Dijk back is is the biggest thing, but kind of like you said, actually, uh, Norwich didn't look that bad. They actually had a couple of chances, but um, good old Alison Becker there in yeah. between the sticks. Um, I mean, it was basically job done, clean sheet. No one injured. Van Dyke does the 90 minutes. Basically the perfect first game. Um, we, we've actually, in fairness, Liverpool have been lucky the last few seasons that the opening games are against newly promoted teams. It was Leeds last year and Norwich the year before as well. Yeah. Um, now, Leeds turned out to be a little trickier, but they were never really going to lose it. So, um, yeah, I think it's Burnley at home next and then Chelsea. So, it does feel like this is, it's not quite pre-season, but it's like, all right, we have a couple of warm-up games against like easier opposition first. Um, so it, it's basically, bar being away, it was like the perfect opening game and they played the perfect game. Yeah, Salah, Salah got a goal, uh, which is which is all you need, really. Joe will be in and out. And uh, who scored the other one? I can't even remember. Yeah, yeah, I, I, know, we, I know we wrote off well, we didn't actually, you know what, we didn't write off, but we said we might not see the same Van Dyke that, you know, was before the injury. Yeah. God, I have to say, uh, it was a quite, 
quite nice seeing Van Dyke back. The amount, mm. like the audacity the fella has. That's what I think I like about him the most is that the amount of times he just got the ball and just pinged it wide to to Trent Alexander Arnold and just created so much yeah. space. He had the most touches of any player on the pitch for his first yeah. game back. That's some feat. Yeah, like he wasn't really put under too much pressure, so we didn't have to see him, you know, going at full pace or anything. But he does that like no one else, that kind of crossfield ball or that uh, that diagonal over to Salah. And I think yeah. that's actually how the first goal, I think it was yeah. one of those balls out to Alexander-Arnold and then across into the box. So it's definitely one of one of those uh, weapons in the arsenal that we've been missing. But, I mean, talking about that fucking halfback position, like that was catastrophic last year. I don't think we'll get enough injuries for it to be an issue this year because they have about seven that can fill <laughs> in. So, I mean, w- without shitting all over these players, I'll be a happy man if I never have to see Nat Phillips or Reese Williams play at centre-back for Liverpool again. And fair play, they did a good job last year. Nat Phillips is a good defender, but he's not a Liverpool defender. Why Burnley or something haven't snapped him up, I have no idea. In fact, Brighton. I thought Brighton were going to snap him up after Ben White gone, but whatever. So, no Kanahe yet, but there's plenty of time. Plenty of time for that. The uh, the replacement for Andy Robertson. Timiskas? Timiskas? Yeah, like Timis. (laughs) Shit, you're making me think. Timiskas. Timiskas. Timmy. (laughs) The Greek fella. Yeah. <laughs> the red, he, the fell in uh, the red. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He uh, he seemed to have a good game. I don't think you have too many. Didn't need to concern yourself too much about Robertson's Robertson's mm-hmm. absence. I felt he put in a good shift for himself. A bit lively, not a bit sus on the old defensive front, but yeah, you know, you felt right exactly. Uh, that's him to a T. He's pretty good going forward. He's a little sus going. Uh, defensively but we were playing Norwich so we were always going to get away with it Um, Mm. he'll be grand until the international break but this is the question mark that's always been over him like he's he's a good runner can put a ball in defensively meh but like absolutely fine backup because there is no other backup the other backup is James Milner at left back (laughs) and we were all sick of that pretty quick so yeah he's good I, I think there were more question marks over him last year because he didn't play any Premier League game last year. Um, so he must have done something in preseason. And he's had a pretty good preseason. So, yeah. Uh, Battered what he, what he did. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, his preseason was so good that Robertson got injured and there was no choice. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> he must have done something. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe this is over to yourself now, Finn. But. That's probably the performance Liverpool fans wanted to see, albeit against newly promoted Norwich, who they always beat. But they always beat probably... Norwich. I mean, they I was do. thinking how I've never Wolf seen Norwich. a player destroy a team the way I saw Suarez when he played Norwich every <laughs> year. Like it was there you see great players and sometimes they have teams they love playing against, like Messi against well, against Arsenal sometimes, but Messi against like Celtic a lot of time they play Celtic and he would destroy him or something but <laughs> Messi against Celtic was nothing compared to Suarez versus Norwich it was it would be like watching someone play 
fucking Clonakilty under 12s or something. It was... <laughs> do you remember in, like, school, they would sometimes... They would have made uh, us play, uh, like, a tournament where, like, everyone in the class would have, like, a team of, like, five children <laughs> or younger kids. Yeah. <laughs> and one older kid would play with, like, five older kids, younger kids. Suarez, yeah. Suarez was, like, the fucking guy in sixth year or something. <laughs> Wait, do you know, me, me and Barrett set up that tournament. That was one tournament. And me and yeah. Barrett set it up for, like, TY. We were like, we'll get just all our TY class and we'll allocate two TY players and, like, five first years to a team. And I remember going around to the first years being like, yeah, you'll get a day off school and you'll just get to play football with us and miss collins was like what do you mean and i was like like say for example me and daniel will be on a team with five she was like that doesn't make any sense you're gonna absolutely cream them but i think we would raise like 500 euro for charity or something so fuck it her. was really good and i remember that because it was like group games wasn't it did a knockout yeah. like, i remember i drew the short straw because i was by myself like i had no other big kid with Jesus. me um, but you but, had like an extra young player or something, yeah. Yeah, all the good but, that but did really you. frustrating. <laughs> Kieran and eight first years who were like 12 years old, <laughs> yeah, and they just didn't know how to string a pass together and they didn't have a clue when I was saying that they needed to press. Like, it was you just it was a bad mug. day out. Press them, <laughs> press some, them. Of, some of the kids were better than I was, to be fair. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> at the end of the day, we did like uh, a ty team against the best first year team and the first year team won like smashed us <laughs> fucking hell yeah grim yeah you need to bring that up <laughs> yeah you, 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 you were talking about uh, Suarez smashing I think he scored three or four hat-tricks against them in a row like <laughs> Every and like week, the way he did it football. yeah it was <laughs> Captain Suarez game done like you didn't need to worry yeah. about anything else halfway line like and volleys yeah. and taking over people's heads free kicks every kind of he goal like. header from the edge of the box wasn't it he, he had like a, <laughs> yeah. a, a, bu was... a bullet header <laughs> I think that was actually against West Brom but it's what fair it? it's a fair I think so yeah, <laughs> but, yeah I've never seen a header like that <laughs> that guy was unplayable like when people say he peak was. Torres or peak Suarez Suarez was an animal like Torres Even... was a fabulous finisher a lot oh of people God. would say Lewandowski as like striker of the past 10 years like out and out striker not Messi or Ronaldo yeah. but like mm. no Suarez Suarez was better Suarez was better than even Suarez was the best player in the world for like one season I think um, yeah when, when he bit someone yeah he did bite <laughs> someone and he also bit someone else and he is also uh, racist blocked, he also is a racist and he blocked Ghana's goal at the World Cup yeah um, yeah. That yeah guy is fucking he's had some career like good and bad, he has. I saw. I was surprised too because I saw a thread on Reddit where it was like, "Who's the most hated Premier League player, like past or present?" And like El Hajj Diouf came up a lot, understandably. Joey Barton mm -hmm. a lot then too. Not many about Suarez. I, I know, know it's he was amazing. a great player, but it's amazing. But he really he rustled very a lot of Jimmys. He rustled a lot of Jimmys. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the when Liverpool did the fucking short thing to support him, like Jesus. <laughs> Lads, yeah. oh, brilliant! Yeah, they cond they condemned the fans though this weekend though for a homophobic chance against Todd Cantwell. Do you see that? Uh, no, I think it's um, Gilmore. Sorry, Billy Gilmore, because uh, Chelsea, Cause right? The Chelsea rent boy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Look, 
What can you say? Fa- like, kind of Oops. Football, football fans are fucking stupid, unfortunately. Um, mm, I mean, really even you, you saw that before the Leeds and United game. Yeah. Like, you, they just can't control themselves. They get anywhere near a football ground and all of a sudden it's okay to call, you know, basically like young men fucking anything they want, whether it be racist or homophobic or whatever. Um, I don't, I don't know. Safety in numbers and tribal mentality. Mix them together. You get that, I guess. But yeah, pretty mad. Because uh, just to finish off on the Liverpool thing, um, do you guys think they're challengers this year? I don't see why not. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think all, the, all the big players now are in their prime, just coming to the end of their prime, but still in their prime. And if they can keep them fit, I'd say. Well, we'll see how Van Dijk gets on. That's the big question. Yeah. Yeah, I think for, for mm. me, I think that, that Liverpool have a favourable run. And if they can put it to good use and get rid of some of the creases that we saw last season, Liverpool are a momentum team. Klopp is a morale manager. He can get them firing if they have a bit of confidence. And I think this early run and getting these lads back to fitness will be key. But mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I think they're contenders along with three other teams. Uh, so we've got a really exciting Premier League ahead, in my opinion. I think so too. Yeah. Good. Speaking of other contenders, Manchester United, eh? Fuck. Yeah. They won a game of football and they've they now did. won the league. Good for them. <laughs> Don't even like that. I mean, it... <laughs> we have to. They'll give it up to us otherwise. Um, <laughs> oh, they'll give it, it was, up. To be honest, look, I'd love to say it was a great game. Once it went to, I think, 3-1, I was like, ah, I just turned it off. Um, the only thing the only thing I, I can say, uh, like, well, two things. Pro Man United, I would say, that wasn't even their best 11. Not by a long shot, right? But anti-United, Pogba was probably the best player on the pitch, and he's not going to be the best player on the pitch every week. Not by a long shot. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I think that credit where credit's due. (laughs) Had to say that. Uh, Is that (laughs) Leeds aren't an easy game. And they did dismantle Leeds. But I think Bielsa Bielsa has these games where he doesn't bother. He knows they're not going to win. And he just, you know, go out and get some fitness. And he rolls over. Can he fucking learn from his mistakes as well? Like, I mean, you don't have to. Okay, if you, you might not feel like you're going to beat United, but you don't have to lose by four or five goals either. I don't he know. Does, does, like, that, that's out his and, way. I don't know. Does he roll over? It's more just like he's going to play this way, knowing it's going to get them fucked, and he's just mm. like, I'm going to play this way anyway because this is the only way I play, and I'm going to yeah. stick to it no matter what, even though I know I'm going to get battered. Yeah, I mean at four one, maybe just maybe just shut up shop, you know? Yeah, that said they they it it they did pull it back to one one and things weren't looking very good for you know I wouldn't say it was bad, but it wasn't fully convincing that first fifty, fifty, fifty odd minutes. Then it looked pretty convincing. Yeah, but but they conceded like straight after equalizing. So momentum yeah. was with them for all of two or three minutes. I don't know what it was. Mm. You know, I don't know. 
it's not good man it's not good game management from what i can tell oh no oh god no oh, no no just to send that yeah just to send the lads out because he's stubborn with his his formation you know this will yeah, hurt United in the long term you reckon this result yeah no it it's going to give them false false confidence and um i i i'd worry for him yeah. What 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 do you think of Varane? Because I actually fucking watched. Fun... <laughs> I actually kind of agree. Like I know people say, oh, well, it was, you know, Ramos, like without Ramos, he's nothing. But even apart from that, it looks to me like money. He's won everything there is to win. Like United are offering him a big contract. Take it. Why not? It's like a Van Gaal signing. Yeah, it's nice. really like a Van Gaal signing, yeah. Very good. Falco yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Schweinsteiger too. Demir. You know, and <laughs> look, I I think he's been around for a long time. He has. He's been on. You know, he's been on the spectrum of you know football and, and what football fans <laughs> understand for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Have you ever said Varane's the best player in the world? Have you ever said, "Oh, Brian are are the team they are because"? Oh, sorry, um, Real Madrid are the team they are because they have Varane. Uh, do you ever think that, you know, France won the World Cups or the Euros or whatever? Won the World Cup because of Varane? He's always he's been a passenger. Like. He's a part of it. Yeah, he's always been a part of it. And you can't take that away. He's He's been a successful player. But he, I, and this is honestly, yeah, this I is mean, anti-United yeah. stuff. He's never been on my list of like, best defenders if someone said top five here and now he never was on it some some teams they need quiet inconsequential players like that who just get on with it and don't really do that much just so like lads like Ramos can do what they do so mm. that's like Varane you know they're little weedy little nobodies um, yeah I don't think he's going to be the same as when Liverpool signed Van Dijk and I know that United fans probably think that they're getting that you know, big imposing character, like influential defender, but he, they haven't a clue. They don't watch he, football. <laughs> but, he, <laughs> but like Van Dyke did it in the Premier League for years. He had he was well accustomed to the Premier League. Varane is gonna come in and he's gonna be up against fucking I can't even think of a big striker, but even someone like Antonio is just gonna fucking bully him. You know? It's an interesting one too because for the first time, and it's not even fully there yet, but for, for the first time in a long time over the past, not, not actually, no, I'm going to go back on this. I was going to say that it's taken United a long time to find a consistent back four that play. They haven't been consistent in how they play, but they've just been consistent in, you know, in, in appearances. It didn't look great for at moments in the Leeds game, but they were comfortable. Does this now just throw a spanner in the works if it doesn't work out? Because United don't really, you know, the comparison to Van Dyke because they both, I guess, are technical players that can pass the ball around and stuff. United don't really, they don't use the likes of Maguire or Lindelof to do that. That said, Lindelof had a fantastic assist in the last, in, against Leeds, so probably I'm getting this a bit wrong. But I don't know, just, they just need big lads like Maguire that can head the ball away. Is, is that what Varane's role will be? Well, I, I think Maguire can play a little bit. I, I kind of accept your point. It's probably not like a key uh, aspect of their play, maybe. But yeah, 
I, I maybe maybe so is what you're saying like he's too silky for them. I just mean that is are they are United ever going to play to his strengths really? You know, if you put Van Dijk in the United team, he might struggle a bit too. He wouldn't get the ball as much, I guess. I don't know. Just trying to mm. shit on United here. Like, come on, back. <laughs> mm, time will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> well, he's wearing the num- the famous number nineteen. So. <laughs> <laughs> I read, I don't know how true it is, but I read that he wanted number four and Phil Jones said no. Legend. Yeah. <laughs> Phil Jones. How is the guy still employed by Man United? Like, what? what is he? Did they, put, did they put him on a 25 year contract? Is it, is it a mortgage with Phil Jones? <laughs> He's just hiding in fucking Old Trafford like your man in that parasite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, spoilers. Good movie. Good movie. <laughs> <laughs> the. <laughs> and you see the that remember I shared that picture of the United's like dinner requests. Phil Jones yes. just carb, carving it up. Didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Knows he's never playing. He probably asked for a doggy bag to take it home as well. <laughs> That's it. Who, who mac did, and cheese. Who did mac Ferguson and cheese on the say side. he'd be as good as again? Beckenbauer oh. or someone on this. <laughs> Maybe he didn't say anyone. I, I think he just said he could go on to be one he, of the club's yeah. all-time greats. No, I remember that, definitely. Fucking easy. Because it was a lot of money for him at the time for a relegated Those. Blackburn. I love when people put up a quote of Alex Ferguson, like Henderson, uh, or Jared was never a top, top player. Henderson will always get injuries because of the way he runs. He, he also said that about Jones, so... You know, Ferguson was fucking tapped for most of the time. Let's be honest. Like, I oh mean, yeah, really. He was drunk a lot. He was fucking sauced up. The, did you see the color of his nose in a lot of interviews? He, the, yeah. the, fa- the face, like the face of a fellow you'd see down the docks in the in a pub, <laughs> like in the sex center or something. He's a dogger. <laughs> 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 yeah, Phil, Phil Jones though has had more. Uh, just always injured. I actually just checked there now to like to see <laughs> injured again until late August. Like, has he ever been fit? But anyway, fuck him. He's doing great for himself. To be fair, he's probably getting a, a mint wage, not playing any football, he just is. stuffing himself full of mac and cheese. Like that's the life, really. His buddy Chris Smalling decided to have a go of it and try to resurrect <laughs> his career. Phil Jones just watched him go and. So didn't didn't work out for him to stay in the canteen, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he was the right idea. Jesus Christ, get a big contract yeah. and pie it up. Why not? I'm amazed like it doesn't Ruddock. happen more often. I mean, it, yeah, you see me it happen. Too. It does happen all the time, but like, I'm amazed it doesn't happen more often. Where players, when they get, when they make it, when they're guaranteed big money, and it's just like. Yeah, I'm just going to stop caring now because my life is sorted and I don't want to wake up at fucking 5 a.m. every day to go jogging or to go training and I just want to relax and do fuck all. Like, I'm amazed more of them don't do it because a lot of them just, they don't even come from very privileged backgrounds and like, it's... They're just fucking sus. For, they're done for life. Like, And he's probably like still making... Would he be making over 100k at United? I'd say he's making a good bit of money. Like he's not on, he's above average wage. Like he has to be. They paid and, big bucks for him. And I'm <laughs> sure he's had a few contract renewals since. Yeah. I'm sorry. I meant 
above average football wage. Not like yeah, he's not <laughs> on like 16 grand. euro an hour or something. I know. <laughs> Zero hour contracts. No, he'd be fucked. Yeah. That's it. Flexi. <laughs> They'll call him when they need him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So look, United won 5 1. Good for them. Good to have. That, in fairness, Old Trafford was, was rocking for the first time in 34 years. Um, and yeah, Daniel James is shite. McCormane is shite. And yeah, they'll have a good stab of it. And let's let's hope um, let's hope they make the Conference League or something. Moving on. Next game. Who do you want to talk about, lads? Uh, <laughs> do you want Do you want to talk about Palace? Yes, I do. Actually, all right. Go on. So let's let's angle this. Like Chelsea are the other title contenders, and they were playing Crystal Palace. Kieran, what did you make of title contenders Chelsea? Crystal Palace <laughs> again. Yeah, it was a <laughs> top of the table battle. Uh, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, Chelsea were were comfortable um, for most of the game. They've such. That's the one thing. I know Palace have been a bit threadbare the past few years in terms of squad sizes, but like to play the Super Cup on Wednesday and just have like basically, you know, another 11 players fit and ready to go is the the big gulf between, you know, these teams and mm-hmm. the rest. And we'll see that more and more this year um, as the, you know, the big four or the big six really do stretch away. Uh, in terms of Chelsea... It, Alonso's goal, class, should never have been a free kick. Complete dive by Mason Mount. Uh, and that really just set it off. Uh, we did play pretty good up until then. We were defensively solid. But when you when a goal kind of goes in like that, it was all downhill. And then straight away afterwards, uh, Geiter, who is usually like the most reliable Palace player, making an error and just basically you know spitting the ball out to Pulisic to put away. It was, the game was done. You know, I don't think any... Even the most optimistic Palace fan really went into that game thinking, you know, after the off season we've had, that you know beating the European champions was going to be on the ta- on the cards. But it kind of it went against us. But organised, like I, th- I thought we were very good defensively, for, which kind of contradicts what the scoreline said. But I think we were, even compared to how we were against Hodgson. Massive concerns would be Mateta, who genuinely don't know if he's ever played football before joining us. He doesn't get the ball. He doesn't look for the ball. He doesn't run. He's about 6'5". <laughs> and if the ball goes above his knee, he hasn't a clue what to do with it. He kind of just leaves it. Who is this freak? You know the fellow that, that scored that mint goal against Brighton, the back heel? Yeah. Yeah, him. Him, oh. Mateta. We have him on loan with an option to buy, but he's been questionable let's say so we do desperately need a striker because it a lot went on Zaha's kind of plate to try and create but Zaha as we all know works best when he has a creative outlet that can you know take some of the pressure away circa Balassi let's say yeah Jordan Ayu was like that was disgraceful you know appearance that was a disgraceful performance I, I have been a fan of his in the past he contributed nothing. And again, once we get our fit wingers back, he'll be back to a, a bench squad player, which I, I think we're all fine with. So um, are you yeah. feeling less optimistic than you were last time? 
No, I think I think that any realistic person as a Palace fan would have expected this result, regardless of the formation or the manager. Like, Rory Hodgson went to big teams plenty of times and we got pasted. I think what I did take from it is that defensively we looked pretty organised. We have some patches uh, to kind of fill, which we hopefully will with transfers. But Patrick Vieira wasn't afraid as well to, to change it up. And he gave, uh, he went from his 4-3-3 to the 4-4-2, which we played last year, which I thought was admirable. A lot of managers would not change their style on their first game. Uh, and he gave a, a debut to uh, Rak Saki as well. Young player, came through the academy, which you know I'm a sucker for academy palace players. So that mm-hmm. was nice to see. So I, I'm for it. Yeah, it's a, it'll be a long road ahead. Brentford's a big game next weekend. Uh, that that will answer a lot of questions or you know create a bit more nerves. But yeah, look, it's uh, I trust the project. Yeah, and mm. th- and that's your first home game, then, isn't it? Yeah, first home game and yeah. fans back. Mm-hmm. Palace are, are known for that kind of you know that atmosphere, quite intimidating, noisy, not easy for teams to to come and go to. So it kind of came as at a bad time because Arsenal gave Brentford all of the momentum they need but yeah it's gonna be an interesting game a full sellers park and really we should start seeing some players performing um and it will very very will very very quickly see who still doesn't belong at the club i'm looking at you jordan are you (laughs) no one in particular you turned on him quick i honestly i mean you're not going to but if anyone has the 90-minute footage and watches Jordan Ayew, it was it was pathetic. Like we talk about Phil Jones. Phil Jones is like miles ahead of him in terms of effort. Well, maybe he was feeling under the weather. Yeah, well, maybe. Maybe you he know, was. You don't you don't you don't know what's going on in someone's life, you know? Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> it, it could be worse. He could have done an Obamayang and just yeah, given up last year. Yeah, don't make assumptions. He could be going through some stuff. So yeah, well, maybe he'll be he'll be back fit and firing next week. Yeah, I hope Probably so. Yeah, but if he's going through some stuff, he can use you know that incredible paycheck he gets per week to get some help. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Conference league is still possible. There, I said it. Oh yeah, anything is possible, man. Anything. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Sky's the limit. Yeah. Up the fucking palace. Um, yeah, up the palace. So, City, they're not going to win the league. I think it's obvious. Obvious on the current <laughs> table, which is what we're all going on. <laughs> yeah, so, you don't win the league, yeah? Hang on. Or Arsenal relegated. Shit. No, no. Palace. Palace. Oh, okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. We'll take it. The rebuild yeah. continues. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the City game today, I don't know. It felt like they started really, really well. Mm-hmm. But, but City do this, don't they? I was saying it there to you earlier. That, like, they always, like they got pumped by Leicester uh, last year and they got pumped by Norwich the year before, before it kind of yeah. like they wake up. So, classic yeah. City. To be honest, City were better than them anyway and probably should have won. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, I actually agree. Grealish's record so far is pretty funny, though. What's that? Hundred million for zero Nothing. goals, zero assists, and two losses. 
<laughs> I'm just I'm just spitting facts. Yeah, you mm-hmm. could tell he was uh you could tell he was feeling the pressure of being the hundred million pound player, I felt. Mm. You know, he, he tried playing, but he was apologizing when he'd like take a shot and <laughs> he'd apologize to people, but sure there was no other shot or other pass on for him. Like he could only have shot, but he was apologizing anyway. I'm like, mm. don't need to be that, you know, insecure about it. Just fucking and- uh, and no. I felt I, I felt the other way too that like the City players recognised that he was the big signing and they kept trying to find him when he just the ball wasn't on. Mahrez was just in acres of space for a lot of that game, but because he wasn't the new signing, they were all just like it felt like they were just floating towards Grealish until Kevin De Bruyne came on. So that was an mm. interesting thing to see. Yeah, and he's I didn't realise he's twenty five. I, I actually thought he was much younger. I know, um, but it is a. He very much looks like a uh, big fish in a big pond, if that makes sense. <laughs> like a like a like, like a the pond trout. is now relative to his own size, and he's looking smaller than he did in his small. <laughs> there should be You've there should be a fucking a, aim to that. I know. Uh, look, I, everyone knows what I meant. This is nearly as bad as me thinking that mozzarella is naturally round. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Grealish was a big fish in a small pond and now he looks out of sorts he's out of sorts that's true uh, well I mean Mars was kind of the same way at Leicester mm. and true. I, was, I don't know did Mars do well at City I think he has even though he could have done much oh, yeah. better if he was at a different team Jesus yeah, if, he, if he had went to Arsenal that would have been fucking perfect for everyone but you know let's move on <laughs> but he probably yeah, would have won as much. I'm not being uh, shitty, but he wouldn't like. Well, how much have City even won? They've won a fucking the Pep Guardiola Invitational Cup, the League Cup, like they won a few the times. quadruple or the like domestic quadruple, like. So they've only they've only won the fucking the League Cup doesn't count. So really, they've only won the <laughs> Premier League. They've only won like Arsenal league. bottled it against Birmingham. I do, I would I don't even give a shit about. That. Oh, don't you didn't give a book. shit? I, I thought you were depressed for two weeks. I don't care about it at all. <laughs> I never cared about it. Fucking stupid competition. It's a stupid competition. Like, it shouldn't exist. And so, yeah, they've only won, like, they've only won half, an ex- a, half a dozen trophies. No, he's there. only, the only trophy that he'd have won at City is the is the Premier League that he wouldn't have won at Arsenal. That's all. Sure, who's yeah. to say he wouldn't have won that at Arsenal had he joined? Most people, really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you can't borderline science would tell you yeah anyway <laughs> who's uh, to say who's to say no, you will exactly. never know we'll never know no. maybe um, city wouldn't have won him without him but you're mm. yeah yep and sure you then good points and sure then arson have a 33 and a third chance of winning it <laughs> what <laughs> That's just math, Sage. They're one of they're one of the, like the big four, so one of the oh, big four has yeah, to yeah. win it. With City not winning it, Arsenal have a one third chance. Okay, I get you. I get you. I see where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. Good and so you, so that's simple that's simple nearly that. like flipping a a coin. You know, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's nearly ne- is it's basically fifty fifty like flipping a three sided <laughs> coin. It's like flipping a coin until you get the results you want. <laughs> 
Or we'll never know. We'll yeah. never know. <laughs> we can only speculate. Can't be sure. Um, <laughs> Harry Kane is gone, I presume. Yeah. I don't think so. I think he'll stay. I actually kind of do as well, but I wonder will he just say, I'm not going to play for you? So you no, can... he won't because he wants the record. He wants the Premier League goal scorer record. He'll never get that record. Yeah, he will. No. Hang on. Let me, ch- let me have this. Let me look this up. What is the goal scoring record? He's like 100 goals off. So that's only three seasons or four seasons. It's, it's three Fairness. or four good seasons. Hang well, on. I mean, 260. Sorry. The, rec- <sighs> the record is 260. Just fucking show me where. He is. Don't cut this. Keep this. This is what people want to hear. Most goals. So okay, Harry Kane is ninety-four goals away, and he's twenty-eight. Yeah. I mean, if he had four good seasons now, let me ha- wait. Let me check what. How many goals has he scored season on season? Are you? Are you factoring in the possibility of transferring to Arsenal into the calculation? Because that will make it more probable. <laughs> Look, last season he scored 23 goals. So In the league? Yeah, in, in the league only. Awesome. And like previously, he's been between 18 goals and 30 goals in league. It's not, it's not out of the question. Mm, yeah. And is it Shearer's record? It is, yeah. 260. Not bad. Yeah. That would and be it, good. And and I Shearer mean. is way ahead of everyone else. Like everyone else yeah. is like in the 160 up to 180, and then Rooney is on two, 208, and then Shearer is on 260. Like he's miles ahead of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder, like, even even if he went to City, like he might not play every game. He certainly might not score every game. Yeah, I, I just think it's I doubt he'll make it, frankly, but we'll see. I just, I, you know, I, I think if, and I don't know if I think City will get, uh, will sign him now after signing Grealish, but I think if he does sign, I think he plays every game. I, like Grealish, uh, yeah. I don't see Grealish not playing very often. You can't commit that amount of money and not try and get some returns out of it. I think if we look back to, all of Pep's big signings. I mean, Diaz, he, he splashed out, what was it, 60 million on him? And he played like nearly every game. I think we will see Grealish get a lot of minutes this year. And if Kane does, I think he plays every single second because mm. he'll insist on it as well. And he might score more goals in a good team instead of relying on fucking Bergwijn and Lucas. It's yeah. true. You know, Spurs are really, really reliant on uh, Son and Kane. And I think even today when they beat City, it was because Son just had had an amazing game. Now they defended well. That Tang Tanganga is it? He was yeah. he was beasting it for a while. But yeah, interesting times. Yeah, I mean, I I don't a hundred percent agree with if they spend the money they're going to play him because I don't know that City have always proven that. But I, I I accept your point, and I do think he probably would play most of the games. But I'm I'm sure we've said before. Kane always gets injured around like February, March. He's always out for about six, eight weeks anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that'll happen more and more as he ages. But Sherlock, what the fuck do I know? The way he, t- uh, when he takes free kicks and penalties, the way his ankle goes, he won't be doing that for much longer now. The older he gets, that's it. Those ankles be, they'll be sore. <laughs> they be sore. <laughs> 
Maybe so. Wise words. Uh, yeah, yeah. The uh, in terms of bigger games, really, that what that was all the bigger teams, I suppose. I thought Newcastle West Ham was probably the game of the weekend, though. I don't know if you guys caught that, but that was end to end stuff. Mm-hmm. But neither yeah, will del- amount to anything. I mean, I wouldn't have been rooting for either, but I'm delighted Newcastle lost <laughs> because Steve yeah. Bruce is a piece of shit. <laughs> um, yeah. I just have yeah. no opinion on Newcastle or Steve Bruce. Like, I know people go mad about them, but like to me, they're like. Someone sitting in the back of the class eating glue or something. I just pay him, pay him no mind. Like, but you know, like, kind of the opposite of that. That I would say is usually I wouldn't give a shit about either of those teams. But I found myself this year thinking like Dave Moyes has actually made West Ham relevant again. Like a, a year ago, we were like, get get West Ham relegated. Fuck these guys. Whereas now they've got like kind of you know Suchek and these players that I actually know. So, I, I would I would be much more inclined for, for West Ham to stay up than <laughs> David David Moyes doing wonders for the popularity of the Premier League. Thanks, David. I know, but he's a guy. He's a guy that I'd always consider a fucker. But <laughs> a what? He's, he's a fucker. <laughs> he's a fucker. I had to ask twice there. I was like, <laughs> you just call him a fucker. Nothing else attached to it, like. <laughs> Um, yeah, you don't know what I mean. (laughs) He's just, I suppose, he's just a fucker. I suppose, I think I just Um, feel bad for him still. I just pity him, but I don't like him. Look, he made his choices, he did make his choice. Yeah, he he made a deal with the devil, (laughs) yeah, yeah, and he tarnished Wilfred Zaha's fine name. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. He He's just he had, he had a career a career at United ripped away from him, which is probably good. So thanks for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, we've got nine minutes left, uh, but I would like to give one quick hot take. I don't know if it's even a hot take. You'll probably all agree with me. I'm for it. Okay, so here's my hot take. I don't think Messi is going to be that good at PSG. <gasps> That's pretty I hot. I mean, probably not great, but... <laughs> so, I should I should clarify. I know he's not going to be peak, obviously, because he's 34 or something. Yeah. But I was thinking about it, and, like, at Barcelona, he, like, <laughs> like co-ran that club. And mm. that, like, that team was built around him for the last 15 years. He had a say in like all the transfers. Like if if someone came in and he didn't think it worked out, they'd get rid of them or they'd get out of the team or whatever. Like the environment and everything was made for Messi to thrive for years and years and years and even up until recently. And I think he'll go to PSG and he'll just be okay. He won't he won't just be another player, but like he's not captain. It's a different dressing room. He might not like Paris. He might not like. The other people he might not speak French and I just think you know what it <laughs> might not work out for him <laughs> well, that's that's my that's my gut honestly I think yeah. I think I think we'll be surprised with what little impact he has the same thing happened with Buffon at PSG Buffon went to PSG and did nothing don't compare Buffon's impact to Messi that's I'm absurd. just saying well watch this space 
Like, I think I, PSG yeah. management will move mountains to keep him happy and he will have just as much influence, if not more, than he did at Barca because they're just, they have to do everything to please him now. And I think they will. But I don't know will he perform that great. It's, no. I mean, Messi, Neymar and Mbappe will be something to watch though. I mean, actually, not yeah. something to watch because I won't watch them out of principle because I fucking hate PSG and I don't want to give it give in to them and their fucking stupid bullshit Michael Jordan mm-hmm. jersey selling horse shite. So, <laughs> fuck them. Yeah, I hope he but does like, shite. I hope he does shite. Actually, yeah. Neymar doesn't even play like half their games. Yeah. So is is Messi going to play all their games? Probably not. I mean, he's thirty four years old. Um. I think they've made they've probably made their money back in shirt sales already. I don't know about that, but <laughs> maybe maybe not. But that's an exaggeration. I actually think they will make it up in in shirt sales. Mm. Um, I think what's it, I think what's he on like 50, 50 million, 30 million, something like that? I mean, if a million people buy the jersey with Messi on the back, that's not ridiculous to think. Crazy bit of business. They gotta split um, that with Nike. Yeah. yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I, I think when Messi, it, when it comes to performance, like it's, I think it's always, it's hard to measure him. You know, when he is the guy that set, sets the standard, like what's performance for for Messi or what's a good performance for Messi, and like he's the type of fella too that like he could have a really shit season at PSG and he doesn't put any effort in, and he gets like twenty five goals. Exactly, like, that's what a he shit does, season. You know? In the past for Messi, a shit season was twenty five goals. Yeah. Yeah, which, so like, which is like peak performance for any other top striker. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. it's a funny one. I, th- I look, it wouldn't be what I, <laughs> I'm talking as if this would ever happen, but it wouldn't be my choice. You know, if I was, <laughs> if I was the, palace. I, nah, I wouldn't have him pass. No, I wouldn't. I would if I was Messi. Like I wouldn't tarnish my career. I would just have retired. Like I'm sure it, he's it, got some left to give. Like, but come on. I mean, it has tarnished him a bit in my eyes going to PSG. Yeah, because... completely. Because it takes away this whole thing. I don't know the kind of magic around Messi, where it's like you know, the boy, the boy that joined Barca from Argentina, mm-hmm. who played for one club. The city adored him. He was he was everything. Um, and now it's it kind of felt the same about Ronaldo when he moved away from Madrid too. But it's a bit different because he had a couple of clubs before. Madrid but yeah it's just it doesn't feel right I'm sure and it just feels like he's gone because he knows he'll get an absolute fortune yeah, which you can't, like, can't hold against him but still yeah it's like you can do anything now Messi you can go anywhere you want you can do anything um what do you want to do I'm gonna go to Paris and make money and that's it yeah yeah it's it's just a bit sad in that regard I don't know what the alternatives would be but it's I just want to of money anyway, for fuck's sake. He even that's it. Yeah, taxes. he could play for free. He could play like, and that's the other thing we have to remember too is that it's quite funny seeing it, and we are having a bit of a laugh at Barcelona's demise now financially. But like, he could literally play for free, like, and he didn't take a pay cut, and he didn't choose to help the club out. Like, mm-hmm. PK took like a forty percent pay cut just to get registered for Sunday's game. Yeah. I I do think yeah. no, no I might be wrong with this but my understanding is there is a cap to how much of a pay cut he can take and I think it was fifty percent and he had already okay. taken pay cuts um so like the other option is just to play for free and if you're Lionel Messi and it's going to be probably one of your last contracts play for free or make fifty million I mean 
I don't think it's I don't think you can say it's it's fucking not noble or you know there's no honor in it. I think he probably gave that club everything. Oh well, Barca don't come out of this looking good either. Yeah, no, no, no. unbelievable it is. And you know what else is funny is the way the Super League it's all died down now, but like inadvertently the Super League is going to happen. But it's all just going to be English clubs because fucking Spain, the top clubs there, collapsing or they have no money. Like Madrid, even they can't they can't sign anyone either. They have no money. They're trying. They're going to have a midfield yeah. of fucking Danny Ceballos who couldn't even make the bench at Arsenal because mm-hmm. they can't do anything else. And Italy, fucking Inter Milan, just win the league, and they have to sell everyone straight away because they they're close to liquidation. Yeah, and yep. like even Bayern who are like the model club for how well run they are. If you look at their squad, they are so thin on paper. They're like one or two injuries away and they cannot really replace them easily. Sané and Nabry, who weren't even that great, if they're gone, who the fuck are they going to replace them with? Because they can't compete with English clubs who can spend 70 million or whatever. Mid-table teams can spend 70 million on players. Like the Super League is happening, but it's just going to be Premier League teams. Yeah. Anyway, it's a uh, it's an interesting time, yeah. Uh, and I, and PSG, <laughs> and P- yeah, but how how you know City, I suppose Chelsea to an extent, and and PSG can can like spend these huge amounts of money, and still not, but like the financial fair play rules just seem to be like, ah, this is fine, this is normal. Sure, everyone has a hundred million. You know, pounds left over after a global yeah, pandemic and no fans in stadiums for a year. Mm. Football is fucked. Oh, we have one minute left. <laughs> Football is fucked, but we love it. And that's why we choose to record podcasts on Sunday evenings, I guess. Oh, yeah. Right? We'll be yeah. back in person next time. Yes, we will. And I'm fully vaccinated now, so the government can't say shit. It's legal. <laughs> Finally. Because <laughs> they Cut were looking out. at they were looking at uh, shutting us down. They were. They were. The doors were getting kicked in, and I had to like hide between the floorboards. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> you, Deputy Stag. Fuck you. <laughs> Classic. All right. All the best. Take care. Uh, night. 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 God night. Good bless. God night. Good bless. <laughs> You've been listening to the Put Them Under Pressure podcast. For more of our content, make sure that you follow us on YouTube, Spotify, and Facebook. Outro music.